The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. With the first Sunday of Advent, which we find ourselves into today, we begin a new liturgical year. Just after the 7.30 a.m. Mass, as I was greeting the people after the 7.30 Mass, somebody told me, Happy New Year. I was like, what? Yeah, it's actually the new year of the church. Today is the new year for us in the liturgical calendar with the first Sunday of Advent. The word Advent, as many of you know, comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means to come, to arrive, to anticipate, or also to hope. That is why one of the things that is being reignited in each and every one of us during this time is hopeful anticipation. We don't anticipate in vain, but with hope. And we don't anticipate passively, but rather actively. And this coming in the season of Advent, during the season of Advent, recalls specifically the three comings of Christ. The first one, of course, happened 2,000 years ago. So we recall His first coming to us in the flesh, born in the manger 2,000 years ago in the person of Jesus. But also, Advent is not just about recalling on what happened in the past 2,000 years ago, but it also, it also exhorts us to look at the many and myriad ways that Christ comes to us each day. And most especially, He comes to us par excellence in the Eucharist. So that's the second advent. And the third advent, okay, the third advent during the season 
is what we have been hearing from the gospel and as well as from the first reading from the book of uh, from the book of the prophet Jeremiah his second coming the parousia his coming into full glory so there is always that exhortation to prepare ourselves for that but what is the kind of attitude the kind of behavior that this season is trying to cement in us well we find it in the opening prayer today in the collect the attitude that the season of advent is trying to ingrain in us is spelled out beautifully in the in the collect today listen again grant your faithful we pray almighty god the resolve to run forth to meet your christ during the season of advent we plead the lord to give us the resolve what does it mean that it has to be a conscious and deliberate decision on our part you know it is so easy just to be caught up into uh, the the usual cycle of the season okay ordinary time is over it's advent again you know and then after advent it's christmas an ordinary time and then lent and then easter an ordinary time but rather we don't just find ourselves caught up in a cycle but there is a real a real call a clear resolve to run forth that there is a deliberate and conscious decision that i have to meet christ again to meet christ anew especially in the areas wherein i run away from him in the areas of my life where i don't put him as the center the resolve to run forth you know i love the word run because there is a sense of urgency it's not just like okay i'm gonna postpone or i'm gonna do it like four days before christmas rather it's still advent anyway but in the first sunday of advent we were told already run and meet christ don't just stay relaxed well it's relaxing too to meet christ but don't just stay like it's business as usual but rather the call to conversion is so urgent that i have to run well you know this season too seems to be like there's a lot of running around <laughs> you know everything is just so fast you know four weeks of advent and if we're not deliberate about this especially in our advent preparation we, we, we might find ourselves where did that time go <laughs> and it's christmas already to run forth to meet your christ how do we run for it? How do we do this? By sprinting, literal running? No. But the colic says to us or tells us with righteous deeds at his coming. With righteous deeds, with good works, with the values of the kingdom of heaven. That is why the the second reading today from this first letter of saint paul to the thessalonians he speaks to 
it speaks about strengthening our hearts to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's the best way to run to Christ. The best way to run to Christ is to reevaluate, you know, what are the values that I need to, uh, that, that, that I need to deepen, the gospel values that, that, that I need to deepen so that myself is getting more configured more and more to the person of Jesus. One of the things that is very much visible during the season of Advent, the most visible symbol for the season is the Advent wreath. And the Advent season happens or it begins during the darkest time of the year. During the darkest time of the year. And for us here in the Western Hemisphere, you know, the, the whole meaning of Advent is more, um, is more obvious because of what happens outside. Like in the Philippines, it's the same thing over and over again. But here, you know, you see the days are getting longer, or day, days are getting long, uh, longer, and uh, darkness is getting shorter. So there's a real, is that the way, a uh, reverse, you see? Jim was like, no, Carrie, you know. Actually, but that's before Advent, though. But in Advent season, as you see in here, you know, as each sun, each Sunday we light a different, uh, we light a different candle. There is the progression of the light. There is a progression of the light that should also mimic what happens in our own hearts. If we are filled with darkness right now, and we find ourselves the first day of Advent today, hopefully that hope, that spark is reignited. And as we journey each day, and Sunday after Sunday for four days, uh, for four weeks, our hearts are getting more illumined as well, so that when Christmas comes, when the true light is born, our entire being as well is illuminated. Our entire being is illumined. <laughs> so the question that we can ask ourselves, if this is how Advent works, is what areas in my life right now that are dark? What are the darkest corners of my heart right now where I need to put the light of Christ in there? And if, and if Advent is all about anticipating that great light to be born again in our hearts, and we are configured in the image and likeness of this light, who can I be light to during this time? You know, there is so much darkness out there. We've lived in such a time when there is so much division, negativity. It's just a lot of disunity. And what Christ brought forth, His coming in the flesh, is not just a regular visit. His death on the cross and eventually His resurrection is all about unifying us so that we may be one in Him. Because we are all heirs of the kingdom of God. Who can I be a light bearer 
too at this time. You know, you don't even have to look too far. Look at your families, the most basic unit where you find yourself into. Is there someone there that I need to reignite the fire of connection? Because I have been so disconnected during this time, especially during this time of isolation. Is there something that I'm struggling with, you know, like a vice or an addiction? The darkest part in there that, that I don't see the grace of God working. How, how do I put the light of Christ in there? during the season of Advent. You know, the attitude of having a clear resolve is really important. Because outside, there's so many things that pulls us in different direction. Advent, just like Lent, is a penitential season. And, and, and in every penitential season, the the atmosphere of silence is important, but you know, even myself, it's hard for me to be silent during Advent. It's like you're preparing for the Posadas, you're preparing for the Guadalupe, you're preparing for Christmas, you're, pre you know, you're doing all the checklists. Do we have the trees already? Do you have the wreaths? You know, do we have the, all of those things like, oh, you have parties to attend. <laughs> even here, you know, we have so many things, but that is why it needs, it needs a deliberate resolve on our part to go into a mode of silence. And probably if you're having a hard time, just like myself, in finding silence, one thing that has helped is to, is to actually be, before if, I'm, if, if we're used to waking up like at 5.30, probably waking up at 5 during this time of Advent, and then a lot, 30 minutes of silence and, and prayer. A clear resolve, because we need to grow in prayer. That's also where we find our, that, that's also where we are able to really reflect what are the darkest corners of my heart that I need to get better. But if I'm always busy, if I'm always distracted, I would have no time to think about those things. Or even if I know them, what are those things that I need to brighten, that, I, that God needs to illumine, if I don't have time to pause, there's no way that real transformation will going to happen. So the, one of the pillars of the Advent season is silence. Silence in prayer. Not just a passive one. You know, because we can just be like sitting and not doing anything. We're still in silence, but there's nothing happening. But an active silence, a transformative silence. Then the other pillar of the season of Advent is almsgiving. Then as much as the penitential season is all about in inner reflection, traveling to the depths of our hearts, we are also reminded not to forget the people around us, especially those who are in need. And here at St. Cecilia, we do it so beautifully as a community with all these tags that you see right here. And they are all going to be for people who are in need, those who are struggling, 
those who have those who are financially um, challenged during this time. So we're given opportunities already that though this is all about my own personal conversion, I am also called not to forget other people because, because my love for God can truly be complete if I don't love the other. And the third, the third pillar of the Advent season is conversion of the heart. That is why we also have a penitential service. The best way to prepare for Christmas, since Advent is the preparatory season for Christmas, the best time, uh, the best way to prepare for the coming of Christ is a clean heart. Sometimes, you know, um, and I myself is included in this, I prepare for what this season is all about, all the other things, except of what is really the, the very purpose of Christmas, from the word itself, Christmas, Christ. Not to be, you know, not to be critical or judgmental, but you know, just, just, just the idea of being pulled into different directions. Sometimes it's easy to forget what the season is all about, especially the whole idea of silence. Uh, last Friday, as I, uh, I had, um, I had um, uh, an emergency call to anoint somebody, and uh, uh, when I put it in my GPS, it's actually going through Tigard, but the GPS... Normally, GPS is a lot more intelligent than this, but, uh, but it uh, actually uh, asked me to go through Hall, Hall Boulevard. And uh, normally, because I live very close to Hall Boulevard, Sorrento Hall, I was like, why is this taking forever? It's just a long, long line. It's like a procession of a hearse. And I was just like, what's going on in here? Oh, it's Black Friday. Everybody was going to the Washington Square. And I was just like, you know, I thought, I, I thought GPS would give me the fastest, but that was the fastest. You know, but I was like, oh, you know, it's the time of the year already. It's the time of the year already. But for us, it's not yet, it's not yet the time of the year. It's Advent. It's Advent. You know, even the sanctuary is, is, very, um, is very deliberate about this. Sunday after Sunday during ordinary time, there's tons of flowers here. <laughs> tons of flowers, like every Sunday. But I said during the, the season of Advent, no flowers, only the Advent rate to, to reinforce the idea of the desert. A joyful anticipation. We need to enter, you know, so that the real transformation happens, so that when Christ comes and knocks again, asking for a place to be born, our heart is ready and we say, okay, Lord, my heart is ready. You have the best hotel that you can find in me. You can have the most comfortable mattress. <laughs> you don't have to be born in a, in a manger anymore. My heart is soft. 
in the best mattress that you could find. So, my dear friends, as we travel during the season of Advent, let the light that also is emerging more and more each day also be seen what happens in our hearts and in our whole being.